0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's episode of After the Snap, we will be interviewing Miami Dolphins safety, the snowman, Javon Holland. We will also be discussing the recent news out of the Big Ten. Sounds like it's now the Big 12 2.0. As well as some breaking news in the world of baseball. It's time for After the Snap. Let's go. Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. Hey, keep the mouth shut, 50. I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah. can't take the sound out of my voice and now So Reed it's been a big week while we've been out. obviously last week we did not put out a podcast. we did our live stream of the Bellyache 16 flavors of Ooh. ice cream while we were down at the beach. I'm still recovering. My stomach is still on the fritz from eating all of that ice cream as well as every topping that they had. But it was a lot of fun. That was brutal. Yeah.
1: First of all. And for those who didn't watch, it was 16. It was called The Belly Ache. Shout out to the uh, Sugar Shack in 38. Yes. Uh, They hooked it up. Uh, The Belly Ache. 16 different flavors of ice cream, every topping that they have in there, except candy corn.
0: Yeah. I know that's your, I know that's your favorite, but I I just couldn't do that on ice cream. If
1: I was there to pick it up with you, you would have, I would have requested it on my half of the ice cream, but we unfortunately did not finish the ice cream. We did. It, It got, it melted super fast. I'm, I have one, if I was going to do it over again, I would eat it inside, yes, in a sure. cool area, and I would also go to the restaurant to, to pick it up so that I could see which ice cream scoop what had Whoa. the peanut butter in it. Okay. Cuz the peanut and butter I would melted. avoid I would avoid that scoop until the yeah. last bite. Well, the, you said the peanut butter melted, right?
0: And it, what, and it just it, made everything well, else taste like peanut melted.
1: butter? Yes. Peanut butter is a very dominant flavor. Okay. And it made everything else on my side of the plate taste like peanut butter. I, had, I tasted peanut butter sorbet. Mm. I tasted peanut butter strawberry. I tasted peanut butter mint chocolate chip.
0: I don't, it hate, was, I don't hate any of the three of maybe the peanut butter sorbet. Peanut My, butter for raspberry. For me, like me, it was it wasn't, for me, the raspberry melted and, and got in, it started to dominate yeah. the other. Yeah. I had like, um, like cotton candy and I also had raspberry and it just like didn't mesh well, but definitely would eat it inside. But yeah, uh, we had to be mindful of the baby. so I think we was, ate
1: probably 60. 5%.
0: There were a lot so of we toppings ate probably ones. like 10 scoops. Yeah. yeah. Which is a lot. Yeah. While we were gone though, there was quite the week of sporting news. Yes. Uh, we'll start with the Big 10. Sounds like it's now going to be the Big 12 2.0. 2.0 2. because the Big 12 already exists. I think so are they going to
1: I don't know if anybody's leaving
0: with Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12? Are there teams joining the Big 12? So maybe they'll be the Big 10. Maybe they'll be the Big 10. And with USC and UCLA joining the Big 10, the OG Big 10. Big 10. Yes. They will now be the Big 12. Uh, B1G is just moving
1: south. It sounds like for the life of me makes no sense. Uh, If you look on a map and it was going around social media, if you look on a map of the college football teams in the, in the big 10 2.0 conference now in 2024, there's like a cluster of teams in the Midwest. Then you have two teams all the way out in California.
0: My question is how are you going to play on a regular basis games with UCLA or USC and Rutgers, which is in New Jersey? like, that Are is they a, in the
1: Big Ten. I think yeah. they're like in the AAC or something.
0: Rutgers? No, they're one hundred percent in the Big Ten. I mean, they've let me been so bad that. for
1: they've been so bad for so long that I don't even know.
0: Yeah, they're in the Big Ten. Rutgers okay. is in the Big Ten, and that flight is going to be brutal, atrocious. Yeah. Just so bad. Going to be a lot of um, going to be a lot of connections through the O'Hare Airport for those, uh, yeah, for those non generating uh, sports.
1: What do we think about Lincoln Riley in that situation?
0: Because he went to USC, yeah, to, to get out of the to get out of the Big Twelve, yeah, or to get out of the SEC, right? But now they're joining and now the Big he's 10, joining the Big Ten, which is Probably the second most competitive conference now to the SEC. Yeah,
1: I mean, now that the they have UCLA, not and USC, nothing, really. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ACC. You got Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue is decent. The Wisconsin's best two teams good. Left the Big Twelve, so they're yeah. Uh,
0: I think if he truly did leave Oklahoma because he knew that. Oklahoma was going to the SEC and he was trying to avoid that for competitive reasons, competitive advantage reasons. I think it's stupid for them to join the big 10. Yeah. But if he didn't, and it's just was a happy coincidence, which I think is impossible, then I don't know. I mean, I think he's, I think he's got his work cut out for him either way. I mean, I think it's interesting
1: that only USC and UCLA
0: are leaving well, I think you have to leave in a you have to leave in a pair. You have to leave in an even number, like or join in an even. You have to ha- there has to be another team like Oklahoma and Texas both did it. Like a conference isn't going to accept just one team because that then that throws everything off. Like you have to have another. It has to be a, like a package deal of some sort. I'm not to, ma- to yeah, make to yeah. make everything work out in an even number.
1: I'm saying more so though why those teams. Oh, uh, probably because Because they're the two biggest names in the Pac-12. Now going to revert back to the Pac-10. Yeah,
0: I guess so. Pac-10.
1: Oregon, Utah. I mean, those teams have been historically good as well. Yeah. It's Uh, interesting. It's just that was was what I thought about. I don't know why USC, UCLA, their rivals
0: and private
1: schools – I don't know. Interesting. Like, who reached out to who first?
0: And yeah, said, hey, like, who guys? started this relationship? Right. I bet it was the Big Ten that that did it, because they are seeing what the SEC is doing, and you think the Big Ten reached over. out to
1: USC? Yes.
0: And they probably weren't the only two schools that they reached out to.
1: Why? See, I'm, why would they? Because, because, that, because they, I agree. Okay, that's fair. They're probably. Why would heat. they not?
0: They're probably getting heat from Fox or whatever Big Ten network because SEC just added two of the biggest names in, like, blue bloods of college football. Like, we have to find a way – the Big Ten has to find a way to compete for ratings and revenue, and the only way to do that is adding teams from another conference. So – Who better than the Pac-12?
1: My question is, is, do you think that they reached out to – Clemson and Four State. I don't see why they wouldn't. They'd be closer.
0: Yeah, I mean it's if it's not a
1: from a it's clearly from not a, a geographical... Similarly, <laughs> similarly weaker conference. Yeah, it's
0: not it's clearly not a geographical proximity deal. I mean I can understand why, like who else why Clemson would reach out wouldn't want to leave. If they reached out to Clemson and Clemson was like, "No, we're good in the ACC." I would not blame them one bit. Cause they can win that conference and they'll go to the playoff every year. Now it's not only about football, but it's mostly about football. I mean, they're going to be competing. I mean,
1: football is the biggest rep for these schools that we're talking about. Football. It's the biggest. Brings yeah. in the, yeah. The 100%. Clubs. Okay. That makes sense. For, for you're saying for end of, end of season yes.
0: reasons. Cause that's what it's, a, that's what it's mostly about anyway.
1: Well, okay, then why would, why would USC and UCLA want to leave to go to a conference with arguably four to five teams stronger than they, than they are? I guess it's a money
0: thing. I don't know. That's the only other argument that I can think of.
1: It has to be because you're not going to willingly travel. Mm -hmm. You're not going to willingly have half of your home games be a four hour flight. That's disgusting.
0: That's brutal. Think, think, about of, think about traveling to Rutgers and then to, like, Wisconsin or, back or, like, to back. Northwestern on, like, back-to-back weekends.
1: Okay. Well, I was going to say, what if you had – and let me bring up the, uh, the Big Ten. Let me bring up the Big Ten teams real quick. There's a real chance that USC could have to fly – in, in three in a three week span, depending on which division they're put in, say I'm, I'm assuming one of USC or UCLA is put in the East Division. Okay, assuming they're in the East, USC gets put in the East Division. Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana. Ooh,
0: I forgot Penn.
1: State There's is. a real Ooh. chance that three in a four week span, four week four weeks of their season, they could have three away games, two games in a home game then another away game and those away games could be Maryland, Penn State and Rutgers three those three away games in in four weeks absolutely that's a brutal. four and a half hour five hour travel flight absolutely brutal. Three.
0: You'd be better off just staying no, no, out there. four weeks. You'd be better we off just four weeks. Staying in, like, on the East Coast, if you have back-to-back games all the way. Like, you just do class remotely and have the guys in study hall during the during gross. the days. It's just gross. practice somewhere.
1: More big news. Um, yep. Yeah, more big news. And I was gonna say, speaking of long travel, L.A. Yeah. to Atlanta. Yeah.
0: They just played last weekend. And we found out some very interesting developments in the Freddie Freeman saga, saga, if that's what you want to call it. While we were at at the beach, they announced that Freddie Freeman had fired his agent. And then a couple days later, it came out that Freddie Freeman, while in Atlanta for an away game away series, Found out that his agent did not disclose the Braves' final offer this past offseason because he knew that it was less money and that Freddie would still take it. Had to be the I only, feel, had to be the like only reason to get, that, that he would uh, take that. That he would not dis- disclose that offer. I
1: feel like we need to get Bruce on. I'd love to get his opinion.
0: Dude, that's like big time like I feel like that's like a fraud lawsuit.
1: It could be uh, maybe I have no idea, but there I don't know what firm what the firm's called, but whatever their firm is, uh, he he Casey Close represented Derek Jeter and maybe still does. Their firm was full PR Press because there was like four or five guys that came out Jeter and a couple other players that were like oh Casey Close has been great never had an issue with him he's you know everybody's hyping him up
0: yeah PR
1: nightmare where they're just full damage control after the news Um, so it's pretty pretty interesting I I definitely want we should see if Bruce will come on next week for for a quick little bit because I'd love to ask him about
0: that 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 would be
1: like, where know. do you go
0: from here? Like, what now? He's he's locked into a six-year deal oh, in uh, LA? One of
1: the guys that came out and said it was Clayton Kershaw, who plays on Freddie's team. Oh my! And Dansby is represented by him, also. Dansby paid. I, I don't know. It's very weird. Very weird. You I've don't never, see, like even, I've never heard, heard of see, that. Like,
0: no, being a thing. You don't because, see like
1: agent news like that. No, that's it's weird. Whoa. It's weird, and I feel bad for Freddie.
0: Yeah, because now clearly, he's stuck.
1: well, clearly he's not over it.
0: Yeah, I think he it, when he boys with the GM, like with the maybe brand, I mean, you're there for
1: twelve years, you develop yeah. some relationships. I also heard though the youth system.
0: I also heard though that his wife was really pushing for LA though.
1: So that's so, that's a lot of hearsay.
0: I don't know. That's, all kinds of interesting uh, developments that we're going to hear about as Freddie Freeman is now dealing with this <laughs> storm that he had no idea even was was happening. Yeah. I think it's time that we get into why everybody showed up today, and that is for Mr. Snowman himself, Miami Dolphins safety Javon Holland. Let's get into it. Joining us on After the Snap this week, we have the one, the only, Snowman Javon Holland joining us. Thanks for coming on, dude.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. The legendary so, After the Snap.
0: Yes.
1: You know, you know. I, I saw his, like, before you get into it, before uh, the first question, I saw that your nickname was Snowman. Okay. Yes. And I, ha- I just want to say that, that's fitting for me on the golf course because uh-huh. I shoot a lot of eights. Uh, ah,
2: okay. Uh, you okay. know, through through, uh, the, through the
1: course of eighteen holes. So there it is. Uh, That's some. That is something that we have in common. You guys well, also hey.
0: have a nice. sh- snowman in Buffalo. So there's yes. a there's a snowman in Buffalo and a snowman with Miami. no with no H in Miami. Yes, yes sir. sir. John, what have you what have you been up to lately? Uh, obviously, finished out OTA strong. What have you been doing over the course of this break?
2: Really, man, I've been uh, I've been at the crib, you know, back in Cali. Uh, kind of a reset. See my family, see my dog, things like that. Go back up to my old college campus. See my teammates. Give them some motivation, things nice. like that. Yeah, you know, trying to trying to help the community. Did, I'm trying to help the community, man.
0: Um, did the the new coach have you come speak to the team? He didn't have me come speak to the team,
2: but I did okay. come up there and introduce myself. And nice. I, I, I've gone up there before, uh, earlier in the off season. Um They're super cool, really nice guys. Uh, you know, they've got a great process up there going on. But, um yeah, you know, it, it was good to kind of reset and go back to where I came from uh, just in, you know, throughout my life. And kind of like a factory reset before, you know, things get hectic with training camp, stuff and, like that.
0: And I guess you've got to I, keep... You got to catch up with Coach Cristobal down in in Miami uh, yeah. when he came yeah. to practice, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he uh, he pulled up to practice. But before that, I went to their spring game, um, oh, cool. and I got to, I got to talk to him a little bit there. But uh, it's kind of weird seeing them in in different colors. But you know, I I, I was like, ah, I don't know, man. But it, it is what it is. I'm past the the whole collegiate level. It's the business. I'm, it's the business. Yeah, you know, it's, it is what it is.
1: I went up to the Oregon kicking snapping camp when I was going through high school. That was one of the coolest trips uh, that my dad and i took we, we were up there for uh, the for the weekend or whatever it was but that was the only time i've been out out that direction mm-hmm. but that was uh that campus is fantastic
2: yeah it's beautiful it really is that that's what and, really like you know, blew me away when i first got there was the, the campus the facility but really like um I had never been around so much greenery and the environment and nature and so no, nah, I'm a nature guy, I like you know, going on hikes and whatnot.
0: Is the stadium so is the stadium there as loud as they say it is? Yes, it is. I remember, very loud. I never, I wow. obviously never played there, being in the SEC. But I remember growing up playing the NCAA football game, and they have like the crowd noise feature yep. on yep. there, and Oregon was always like number one or number two yep. with like all the other SEC teams.
2: It's just the fact that the stadium is super tall, like they built it straight up. And so everything's really steep. It's concrete. More like an Yeah, and we have an awning. So all the noise just oh, cycles depressing. in. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we played Washington yeah. my freshman year, and it was, like, fourth down, fourth quarter. It was tie game. There was, like, 10 was seconds last left. Game. And I can't hear a thing. It's, like, it's so loud. It's quiet. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. And, um, But, no, that's that environment there at the games are, is amazing. I love it.
1: But one of the coolest things from my visit that I remember was – uh, and I don't know if it was new when I went or if I think it was relatively new, but we walked through like the locker room and stuff and they, they're obviously showing off the jerseys and the gloves and the, you know, how yeah. the, all the different combinations and whatnot. Uh, but one of the coolest things I, I, that they showed us was the, the lighting in the locker room is supposed mm-hmm. to match the lighting outside, like on game day. Are you aware of that? Was oh that like yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So like if we so, play like, at night. So your eyes summer, adjust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like,
1: so your eyes I, adjust faster. Yep. Is that, tell me about that.
2: So yeah, I didn't notice it until my sophomore year. I was like all night games, we would come into the locker room and it would be like darker. Um, during day games it would be bright. And I'm like wondering why that is. But like you said, I asked, uh, well phil knight was there in our in our pregame locker room he was always there him tinker would be there and so i ended up asking him why it was like that you know what i mean <laughs> it, it, cool. it's cool because like i've talked to him before and it's like you know he yeah. is nike him and Tinker. Yeah. so um but no in that discussion he told me that they do that so that i, I do adjust it's it's pretty unique i'm not gonna lie i've never been that in type environment before it was pretty I,
1: I had never heard of that before i went to, on that trip and i haven't heard of anybody else doing anything like that i i I'm not, I'm sure it gives some advantage, or else they wouldn't have done it. But yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's it was that was like one of the coolest parts of the trip was that Oregon was like they did this 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 to give a to give a competitive advantage.
2: Yeah, you know we do it different out there.
0: So you're in Miami now, I think for the for the rest of the off season, just kind of hanging out. Are you adapting to the South Florida lifestyle? I know some fans were interested in some <laughs> uh, some some. <laughs> <laughs> Jewelry that you might have purchased. Tell us, yep. tell us about yep. how you're, how you're enjoying the Miami lifestyle.
2: You know, I, I love South Florida and I've been a fan of South Florida music, you know, Kodak, Rod Wave, for a minute. I have a friends from that I went to college with. They're from South Florida and they always had goals in their teeth. Um, and so when I had the opportunity to acquire some, I was like, you know what? It would be. F- fitting it would be fitting it would be, be shameful control. not to right? it would be shameful not to just envelop myself into the culture of south florida and i exactly. knew that people would love it and i like to make people laugh and so i ended up wearing them during our media day not the whole day because my mom wants me to smile with my white teeth but Nah, it was it was awesome. I enjoyed it. Uh, the camera lady and the, the media team was laughing. So I thought, you know, I got a good kick out of that.
0: Completely immersed in South Florida lifestyle. I love it.
2: Honestly, I tried to get I tried to get locks last year. Didn't work out my hair. I, oh. I changed my hairstyle. I didn't, you know, but I could I could have tried. I could have tried. But
1: do the
0: full the full Kodak black lock,
2: the full Kodak black whole thing.
1: So, Javon, I know uh, you grew up in Canada, uh, up in British Columbia. I want to go back to the beginning of your football career. How did you start playing football? When, you know, when did you realize that the NFL would be a realistic goal? Kind of, can you walk us through that a little bit?
2: So my father actually played in the NFL. He played, um, DB for the yep. 49ers in, uh, 90 to 93. And, uh, he ended up playing in Canada. so I was born there. So growing up, my, my, I have an older brother. His name is Jamir. He's four years older than me. He was also playing football. So football was like, the ideal sport in my family. That was just what we did. You know, Um we played other sports, but football was the main goal. That was always that. And uh, playing in the NFL at first, you know, I had, I obviously played different positions, but my favorite quarterback was Dante Culpepper. And I wanted to be like Dante Culpepper on the Vikings. Time went on and I changed positions and whatnot, but it was always football. It's just, it's just in me. Like, I, I can't tell you a time where I, you know, was like, it clicked and I was like, oh, I want to do football. No, it was just always in me. And it became a realistic goal once we, Once we moved back to America in 2008, uh, it was a couple years later. I was entering my freshman year of high school. I was playing all these different positions and they're trying to get me on on varsity. And my brother was a freshman on varsity also. And so I'm matching my accomplishments with his because he's getting to the places that I want to be. And so at that point, I knew I was like, OK, you know, I have some sh- I have some type of shot because my brother has been here before and I know where he went wrong. and He went right. It's and it's a can- weird
0: it's a weird story. I feel like I've heard this one before. I'm, you know, <laughs> it,
2: the older brothers, the older brothers, I have to give them that respect because they have to go through everything first. And then for me and a, a younger brother or a middle child, I get to watch it and correct 100%. myself right when they go wrong. So at that point, I knew I was like, you know, I have an opportunity to do that. And I just kind of focused more on the next step instead of the overall goal. So it was more like I have to go D1, like I have to, you know what I'm saying, Pac-12. And um, my brother didn't end up going to to a D1 college. He ended up going to a, a NAIA school called Tabor University. But his favorite school growing up was Oregon. So when I was in the process of choosing my decision, obviously, I had that in the back of my head because he's the reason why I'm where I'm at along with my father. But I want to honor my brother in that way. Um, so I, you know, that was probably the reason me cho- choosing to go to Oregon was uh, for him and he was super juiced for it too. So I'm I'm did happy I that.
0: did I see that your your <clears throat> dad is actually the originator of the Hollywood nickname?
2: Yeah, he actually he actually is. Beyond
0: beyond Snowman, even before Snowman became a thing, Hollywood was it was Hollywood Vaughn. That's what you came in right? Like
2: Yep, yep. So my uh my is dad's he OG? nickname OG he's Hollywood? OG. So my dad, he's like lights camera action. If you meet him, you'll know he's like all about like He's just high energy. He used to have blonde hair when he played, like flashy, that type of celebration. So his teammates called him Hollywood, right? So I was playing, you know what I'm saying? And they came to my senior night in high school and a couple of his homeboys and my uncle. And I was doing all these celebrations and I had all this stuff going on and started calling me Hollywood 2.0 or like Young Hollywood. So then I just basically, because I used to be Legendary Vaughn on Instagram, I changed my name, Hollywood 2.0. I'm telling folks, I'm like, yeah, that's my nickname now type shit, da, da, da so then we get to college and i just it's just my instagram name now so i don't even think about it people start calling me hollywood like oh hollywood type and so then i'm in class and i'm you know after playing my freshman year and starting i'm in class in the spring and somebody walks up to me like oh like you hollywood vaughn you play on the on team right i'm like yeah that's me hollywood vaughn like yeah so then after that it's just it's just a trickle effect now i'm just hollywood vaughn hollywood 2.0 that is what it is
0: that's Man, freaking awesome. awesome. So uh, I've seen you share stuff about uh, being from Canada originally. You moved to Bay Area, Bay Area, California. Can you kind of talk about that move and what it was like going from being in Canada to being in the States?
2: I was eight when I moved. Um, so I have, I have uh, some faint memories of how Canada was. And then I moved to the states and the biggest thing for me was when we were in school and learning about like the history of, like the history of America. Um, it, it, I was just lost, you know, because at the time I thought, I know we're going to America, but I'm thinking we're learning about everybody's history. And then we got into American history and I was really like, Oh, I have no idea what any, any of this is the Pledge of Allegiance. I remember trying to learn that, like reading it at night, like the whole, the whole nine national anthem, all that. Uh, it was, it was kind of a culture shock also because in Canada, you know, there are a lot of black people in Canada, but in Vancouver, there's more of an Asian demographic, um, uh, Indian demographic. So when I got here into the Bay Area, there was a lot more black people, a lot more, um, you know, Hispanic people, Latino. So, um, understanding and learning different cultures while at a, such a young age and also coming from a different place it helped me kind of round out my personality and understanding of how the world worked. And I think that just helps me now to be able to articulate, you know, conversations with other people in different, you know, a- demographics. So. I was going to
0: ask you about just following up on that. Is th- do you think that's helped you moving to Miami where it's such a diverse city? Uh, just kind of, like you said earlier, just immerse, immersing yourself into the culture and just uh, sort of being where your feet are in a in a, a city where there's a lot of different people and a, and not everybody looks the same. You, you feel like that's helped you? Yeah, I, I think
2: it has. Absolutely. I think that, you know, being from different areas has helped me understand that I just need to kind um, of you know, dive into the culture around me, you know, that's from the music to the food, you know, to the people being at events that, you know, don't, where people don't look like me. Um, and I think it helps me become a better person also. Um, uh, but that's why, that's another reason why I studied ethnic studies in college, uh, because I wanted to learn about multiple different demographics and cultures so that if later on in life, if I do find myself in a role to help people, I want to be able to have a better mindset, um, and a better understanding of where they came from and how I can help them, you know, being who I am.
1: We're coming up on training camp number 2 for yourself down there in Miami I know Blake always talks about he'll text me after a, a training camp day he's like man I just went through 7 QB towels it's so freaking hot down here oh like my he, you know he's a, he's this just sweat like dying is real, yeah, there, is real. Low. it's like 80 degrees yeah. like it's, you know it's, <laughs> it's, hot. it's 75 it's warm, it's warm yeah. but it's not it's nothing like what you guys got down there in oh Miami my gosh. but speaking of like routines you know, the big thing that vets, vets say, I know you hit on a couple guys, Bates, McCordy, guys you, you, you've, you've learned from having routines, I guess learning how to develop a routine kind of as you, as you progress through your rookie year and you go into your second year now. Um, have you been able to kind of find a routine, a weekly routine in, in season, you know, taking care of your body? I know you hit on the film study a little bit. What are some unique things that you may do? to kind of prep each week without giving too much away of course, understand of course. everybody's got their uh everybody's got <laughs> their the secret, secret sauce, sauce.
0: yeah exactly. yeah but no uh what
1: are what are some unique things that uh that's not that that the snowman does to to prep for game day
2: well for me I'm not, I'm not very much of a morning person um and i don't i don't like being up early but i know that i have to be awake and to you know really understand what we're doing so early in the mornings i usually get up a little bit earlier uh, and I'll go to the facility and I'll get in the sauna or the hot tub and I'll just you know sweat and kind of wake myself up. That'll be that's always good for me. Um, or you know get a workout in whatnot. But I really do enjoy the sauna. It helps me a lot meditating there. Um, but that's like that's like one thing I added late in the season that really helped me it, to really like get a head start. Uh, cause you know we we start the week out on like a Wednesday. In the in the facility, you know, as Danny would say, if you're not watching film, then you know you're behind, and whatnot. You're behind. But, not uh, yeah, you're behind. behind. You're behind. <laughs> um, but no, nah, definitely. So waking up in the morning earlier, breaking down the film throughout the week, not trying to watch everything in one day every day, because then you know, I'm clouding my mind. Focus on one specific thing in early downs. Focus on another thing in third down and red zone. Focus on another. You know what I mean? And take that day by day, so that I'm not overloading my mind. And then later in the week, just trying to relax, not trying to put too much on myself, not trying to defend everything, just let the play happen and let it, you know, let it flow, not trying to stress out about the game. And then I'd say around game day, the same kind of thing the night before you know go to bed at the same time have the same hourly routine showering watching film getting treatment normal tech and then wake up the same time every game if you know whatever time so sometimes we'll play at one o'clock sometimes we'll play at four you know depending on what day um I try to eat the same thing for breakfast throughout the week so I know I'm always I'm always ready to go like oatmeal I was eating that every day during the season in the morning and wake up eat oatmeal and then go uh, so,
0: do you have yeah, any just, weird? Do you have any like weird game day like superstitions? I know there are some guys that have like they have to wear certain, like tape on one ankle or something weird. Like, do you do anything weird like that? Yeah. So uh, Josh Allen
1: throws up before every game.
0: That's go. That's insane. That's <laughs> insane. Uh, team, I take my the, fingers. The, we were talking about it with him a couple of weeks ago. The team like cheers him on. There are guys that's like wild. in the bathroom. Like, there's a couple
1: guys. There's a couple guys that that yeah. are uh, that are.
0: Yeah
2: that's that's actually wild i've never heard that before but since high school i have to listen to dmx uh three specific songs uh it's called damien so dmx damien one dmx damien two and dmx damien three they're all in sequence and they all tell a story it's pretty it's a pretty intense story but it's basically like him talking to not to darken up the podcast but him talking to his inner demon and stuff like that and it's it's pretty wild and his son has one also so like in the third part his son has has a demon and he's also talking to it and it's about him fighting out of that and um, it's just a song that my dad would play when I wasn't like super young on the way to like pop Warner. And so I just started listening to it every day, like every game before. And it's so cool now it's just that. like, yeah. yeah, it's just a thing I do. So is that
0: what you listen to in the car on the way? Or is that like in the locker room?
2: No, no. That's like, I have my shoulder pads on. Like, they're okay. like, okay, this is like right before.
1: turners you- out like yep. five minutes.
2: Got I turned on, you it. know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm getting taped, like yeah. I'm about to go out because yeah. okay. i've seen
0: right. you i've seen you driving down uh whatever it is 27th avenue from the ho- from the hotel like you and i leave at around the same time and i've seen yeah, yeah. you at the stoplight like like jumping up and down <laughs> your car like just getting amped up ready to go and so i didn't know if that was that was part of that uh nah
2: nah teaching. i got so, hey, I got dude, great playlist though if y'all need it yellow mellow hello that's hey. my go-to Send if it. you need it, I will send it to you. We it's can share it. We can it. share
0: it from the podcast account too. For, got some jams for on listeners We've got a lot of football players. So, do you, Absolutely. Javon?
1: Do you have a preference? I know you talked about, you know, getting sleep the night before, prepping for a one o'clock, four o'clock, maybe a primetime game. Do you? Do you? Do you like any of those times better than others? Because some guys prefer to just play every game at one o'clock so that they never have to change. And then some guys like myself. Well, oh, like myself, Blake, is kind of the same way. Like we, you know, if we play a bunch of primetime games. Like I love that.
2: Yeah. Well, actually I've never had a primetime game until last year. Right. And so usually like in college when we played at night, I didn't really like it. We were at the facility all day, but for primetime games, it was like when we play the Ravens or the the Saints, it was awesome. Like the atmosphere is crazy. So I do love primetime games, but I hate waiting. Like I hate waiting. Yeah. I just want to wake yep. up and get, get it on. Yeah. So that's why I like the one o'clock games which is a lot better, but primetime games, the atmosphere of primetime games are amazing. So no doubt. I probably go no one o'clock in primetime.
1: To finish off, we are going to do a few short snaps, just a couple of quick hit questions. We like to uh, ask every guest um, that comes on. We have six of them. I hope you don't mind. We ready. You ready to jump into them?
2: I'm ready to jump. Also great name for that. Great, short name, snaps. For that. Short snaps. Yeah. great name for that. Great name for that. Really pleasant. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I, I know you hit on it a few minutes ago, but for for uh what's on your pregame playlist, what other than the Damien songs are on there?
2: I got what, what uh, do you
1: listen to in the car? What do you listen to in the car? Okay. How about that?
2: My boy my boy, he's an artist, I went to high school with him, his name is Justin Ross, nine letters. He got whole albums coming out whole albums, but my two that I always listen to are uh Adderall and um uh Stuber Rich. So I put those is on. The same,
0: is this the same gotcha. Justin Ross that plays football?
2: No, it's not the, the same as Justin Ross. Clemson, Justin Ross? No, no, it's not. No. No, okay. It's
1: not. Favorite halftime snack?
2: Uh, Rice Krispie Treats. Yes. yes.
1: Ooh. Yes. That's the first. We don't have those. We don't have those. I'm going to have to put a little uh, little suggestion box in for that. Shout out Parenti. Shout out Perenti. Um. Okay. Favorite uh, away stadium that you've played in so far?
2: Uh, I'd say the Saints. This stadium. was Jumping. That was man. pretty cool. Jumping. Uh, cool. Jumping. It was dope. Two
1: days after Christmas, Monday. Did, night did you guys? Off. Did you, did Miami travel? Did the fans travel pretty well for that game? Yeah,
0: yeah they, they were. Traveled, yeah, they were all. They were on our sideline. Like,
1: was it jumping? It was jumping. Like, not just Saints fans.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, it was. It was fun. Okay, hard, like, okay. They, were, they were out there.
1: Least favorite away stadium.
2: The Bills. <laughs> it was. It was cold. It was. It was dry. The ground was hard. I was upset.
1: That's fair. That's understandable. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's a that's like the majority answer for everybody yep. we've asked. Is,
0: Are we up there well, week eighteen this year? Is it seventeen or eighteen? It's, it's, no, it's right at uh, the end, isn't
1: it? Yeah, uh, no, yeah, like, like 15, 15 or sixteen. Ah,
2: it's like December. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Lord, Vaseline, I'm telling you.
1: Uh, two lighthearted questions to end it. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich?
2: A hot dog has to be a sandwich. If you Thank go to Subway and you order let me get a Subway sandwich, it's it's bread, sliced, thing.
1: bam. So you, so you so oh, okay, so Philly cheesesteak, also a sandwich. A sandwich. Okay, that that's my argument. Yeah, it's a sandwich. It has people to be people say people say sandwich has to be two buns. No. Just
2: because to, no, it's a sandwich. You go to Subway, you get a sandwich, you it go just, to it opens um, the same A way.
1: shrimp uh po what what Boy. are they what? A hoagie looks just like a thing. like a hot dog. Same thing. Hoagie, same thing. Okay. okay right. this. Glad we're on the same page. Is a is a hot dog a taco?
2: <laughs> no, a hot dog is not a taco not because a you need taco. a tortilla. You need a tortilla to make a taco. You know what okay. I'm saying?
1: Has to be tortilla, uh,
2: tortilla. breading. Yeah, or- corn or flour, either okay. whatever preference, hard or soft. Yeah.
1: Okay. Last question. I mean, this came from. We have asked every guest. Across the board, whether they play football, they don't play football. It does not matter. This ca- question came from last season. We played at Kansas City in like week five or six. It was early in the season. We played there Sunday night football, and we had a long rain delay at halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a thirty minute rain delay. So a couple of us were sitting in the in the tunnel, and we were eating some PBJ sandos that the team had brought for for a halftime snack. And a couple of us were making the comment, specifically me, that there was too much peanut butter. The the ratio mm. was off. These sa- mm. these sandwiches were like eighty five fifteen peanut butter.
2: Mm. Yeah, just tough one.
1: too much. Too, you know, you got to you gotta drink like three water bottles with right. one sandwich. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So my question to you is, if, if you're making your peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. What is your ideal PB and J ratio?
2: Okay, like, let me tell you. Let me. I'll take you through it. So you got wheat bread, wheat bread, right? It's like twenty five percent peanut butter on one side, ten percent peanut butter on the other side, extra jelly, extra jelly in between. That way, that if you're storing it, the jelly it doesn't, doesn't make the bread soft. Bread. It doesn't make the bread soft because you got wow. peanut butter on both sides. Oh. It can't cannot really have seepage. Come on now, cannot bite it. Yes, so you 35
1: peanut butter. 35
2: peanut butter, but it's on both sides, and your jelly in between. Bam. 65 percent jelly. jelly, to jelly.
1: Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Um, I'm telling you, my we've mom, had we've we had a string of guys this spring yep. uh, that we've had on the podcast: Gabe Davis, Jalen Waddle, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen, some of these guys, A. McKenzie. These mm-hmm. dudes, they're they're jelly, jelly 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 yes. dominant mm. ratios. It, okay. it
2: gets to be too much. You know, it's like it's 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 overbearing. So you need, a, you need a proper balance. So are you
0: strawberry or
2: grape grape jelly, grape jelly, grape jelly? I can't. Firm strawberry grape jelly. Jelly. Firm, grape
0: jelly. firm grape jelly, firm grape jelly on wheat bread. I can't do white bread. We need to get wheat bread. We need from. to get Christian Wilkins on the pod because Christian told me that he cannot trust me if I eat a grape jelly sandwich. Grape that's, jelly PB&J. He said no, strawberry is the only way to go. That's insane. And I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't care either way. I'm more strawberry, but I, I don't understand the the concept of can't trust me if I eat grape jelly.
2: Yeah, like like think about it like this: if I walk into my kitchen, you know what I'm saying? I open the fridge and I see strawberry jelly, and I'm like, oh, I want a PBJ super bad. Get home, open it up, and there's strawberry jelly. I'm just gonna close the fridge. I'm like a peanut butter and honey sandwich because I'm not <laughs> eating that strawberry jelly. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. Sorry. But you I- bought the
1: strawberry jelly for a reason.
2: If I bought the strawberry jelly, if it's I in must, the fridge, I must have been sleepwalking buying the strawberry jelly because
0: mom, I'm not mom must have bought the strawberry jelly. then.
2: she must? So, it might be for my their, dad. If it's in there, hey, yeah, because it's not for me. <laughs> Absolutely not. I will go to the store and buy some straw some grape jelly just because. Because I do not like strawberry jelly. I can't do it, man. I can't. She's oh, not man. right. It's not,
0: not the right. strawberry jelly fan. Absolutely not. Javon, thank you so much for joining us. Snowman, not not snowman, snowman. Snowman. Number eight, catch him on the field. Probably dapping up Blake somewhere on the sideline. You know what
2: I'm talking about. All right, you guys, appreciate it. Appreciate thank it, man. You so much thank you, me. sir.
0: Appreciate it. Well, that was a wrap
1: on Javon Holland. Blake, I have to say, he was one of my favorite interviews, I think, that we've had on here. He was so well-spoken, like super energetic, you know, extremely, seemed like an extremely nice guy. I mean, I know you texted me like two weeks ago, you were, I guess, anxious, excited to have him on the podcast because you knew that he was going to bring like some great stories and and some great insight. I mean, talking about his dad, his dad obviously played in, in, in NFL, CFL, his fall, you know, he followed kind of in his brother's footsteps. It kind of uh, reminded me of what we, you know, the story Mm -hmm. that we talk, you know, I kind of, Came before you, and you kind, of, you know, you didn't do the same thing as me. Sort of follow the same path, but you know, obviously, blazed your own trail as well. But I, I, he was, he was fantastic. Yeah,
0: I, I didn't know all all about the brother thing, and so it was interesting hearing him say that, like live as we were recording it, because it did sound a lot like what I tried to replicate with you know, taking the things that you did really well, the things that worked for you, but also learning from the things that maybe didn't work as well. So he is a phenomenal teammate. Love Javon, love having him uh, in Miami. He is an absolute stud. And so, you know, just been a lot of fun to, to have in the locker room. He's very himself. He's always himself. and He's uh, like he's enjoying the uh... – the Miami. No question. No question. He's got a big personality, big personality, and and he fits right in in South Florida for sure. That's a, it's an intimidating market to try to like jump right in and and immerse yourself. I I said that a couple times in the interview, but he's done it really, really well. and, And the fans and everybody in Miami in the organization, everybody loves him. So big thanks to Javon for coming on this week. Uh, had a lot of fun with him. If you want to follow us on social media, as always, you can follow us at After the Snap Pod, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Subscribe to us, YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you enjoy Listen. listening or watching your podcasting content. We've gotten some great feedback
1: uh, yep. on the YouTube stuff. So if you okay. like watching, flip us on while you're while you're cooking yep. or yeah, us on you while go. you're eating breakfast, whatever, exactly. uh, float your bow. We've had some people, uh, we've had a lot of people reach out to us and say they've enjoyed the YouTube stuff. So, yeah. uh, I've, keep that rolling.
0: I've heard, I've heard some <laughs> folks, uh, that have said, Oh yeah, I love, I love listening or, or watching on YouTube while I'm working from home.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that is so perfect. So and I, I've I've had some people reach out to me that, that are like, oh, I thought, I thought, you were Blake talking. I thought Blake
0: was you. Oh like, man, we
1: sound a little yeah. similar. They, they, they're like, yeah. I flipped on the YouTube, the face of the name. Yeah, exactly.
0: So it's awesome. Well, that is a wrap on this week's episode of After the Snap. We will see you next week. This has been After the Snap: Tales from Two Brothers Who Live Life Upside Down.